one. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy hump day. It is Wednesday when we're recording this, and we're going to explore the transformative power of purpose in the workplace and discover how the movement is inspiring positive change one organization at a time. So let's get this one going. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life, prestige, wealth, freedom, it can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you. And welcome to another episode of Business Boss. Today, we have a remarkable guest who is on a mission to transform workplaces into spaces of purpose and fulfillment. He is here today to share his vision of creating healthier, more positive work environments where everyone can align with their personal purpose. In this episode, we're going to dive into his profound belief that work should be about more than just a paycheck. It should be a journey towards meaningful contribution. He invites us to imagine a world where every person, regardless of their career, works in harmony with their personal purpose while serving others. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Glenn Akramov. All right, dude, we're still on fire. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> Glenn, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right, dude, let's start off with the first question I, I start pretty much every interview with is um, you're here to promote something, to sell something, to talk about something that uh, you're trying to get your message out to the to the general public. What is that for you? Well, um, for me, I think there's a couple of things. One is um, my mission to help people succeed in, in their work, since work is so important to all of us. Um, I have a book out there um, called The Human-Centered Team about how to do that. Um, and so, uh, definitely we're going to talk a little bit about what's in the book, but mostly it's about my journey and, um, and about how I go about helping people find their purpose and organizations find theirs. All right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's narrow that down a little bit. I've always learned in marketing, if you're talking to everybody, nobody's listening. So we got to kind of narrow that focus down a little bit. Who's your target audience here? Who's the ideal reader or the ideal, uh, receptor of your message? The, the ideal reader is the, the frontline employee who is out there on the front line, uh, doing the work, producing the, the, the content, com- producing their, their work in whatever organization they're doing. Uh, it was written for them to know that they have power. They have uh, uh, decision-making to be able to make a difference in someone else's life, but also in their organizations. All right, man. Um, I'm in education. I, I told you before the show, I literally have high schoolers here. Um, and I like to bring people who have experienced life so that they get an idea of what life could possibly offer. And one of the things that happens after you graduate high school for most people, especially for me growing up, was you're supposed to go to college, get a degree, get a job. Uh, and for you specifically in the message that you're sending, there's a lot of people who go to college, get a degree and never use the degree that they, they went to school for. Or worse, they go to college, rack up debt, never finish. Uh, and I feel like that's already given them a rough start to life when they go into a career. 
Now you're trying to get them to understand that there's purpose in their work. And for a lot of them, especially early on, the purpose is I got to pay a bill. What do you, you right. what, tell me a little bit about your educational journey and how do you answer that question to those young people who are just like, I got to pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly how I started. Um, I went to college for, uh, uh, two semesters, uh, wasn't for me. I decided that, um, I needed to go out and get a job and pay the bills. So that's what I did. And, um, I didn't realize or think that I was going to you know, learn anything or didn't think about what my career would be. I just started doing it. I started working in the field. I, I was a, uh, maintenance worker as well as a, uh, uh construction guy. And I learned. And I learned and I learned and all of a sudden I realized, you know, I, I, I'm not too bad at this. I kind of like making a difference. Um, so I went into public works into local government, was lucky enough to get a job there and figured that's where I would be. But I learned that that my purpose and I, I learned it from mentors and people who jumped in and, and talked to me about my career. And I think that's the thing to remember you don't do it alone. And I didn't do any of this alone. You, you get help. You, people will magically appear in your life to help you and you need to accept the help. And I did. And they said, you know what, you're, you're, I had, I had a mentor who was, um, he was my supervisor when I was working in the field. And he said, you know what, I've been doing this job 25 years as a supervisor. And he was also the best in our organization. And he said, you know, what, you're better with people and you're a better leader than I am today. Um, right now. And of course, I didn't think about that. But I thought about it. And I realized that, yeah, that's where my natural gifts lead, lie. So I went into it. And I started, I started leaning into it. And I think the other thing is you graduate high school, you graduate college, your learning never stops. You need to study, you need to do all that all the time. And I did, I committed to learning something new every day. And I was able to go from being a maintenance worker to a maintenance supervisor to a manager. I was named a public works director. Now that takes a degree. Almost everybody who does that job has a degree in engineering or general administration. I don't have one. Then I moved to be a city manager. Same thing. Um, usually don't even look at your application if you don't have a big degree. I didn't because I learned and could prove that I learned throughout my career. So to me, that, that is what I recommend to everyone. Your journey doesn't have to look like everyone else's either. You know, mine didn't and, and it worked out fine. Uh-oh. Sorry, my bad. Let me ask That's you about your ventures into uh, entrepreneurship because I feel like uh, for a lot of people, there's kind of a balance. Uh, they're not full-on entrepreneurs uh, because they still have their job. I mean, literally, I'm in the classroom right now, but I still have things that I do outside the classroom to that, that are revenue-generating, that are, that are fun, that are something that I, I feel passionate about. That's why I kind of bring it into the classroom as well. I love the ability to be able to talk to different individuals who have different life experiences who might teach me a thing or two because like you said learning never stops and there's multiple ways to learn you can learn in a textbook you can watch a video or you can learn from people that are uh that you have conversations with but entrepreneurship in and of itself has different levels as well what was your experience like getting into that space well i i stopped the government thing and then i um i hooked up with somebody who was doing consultant work which is what i do now 
and um, they had a company of their own and, and they invited me to join in and kind of learn the ropes. So I learned the ropes and then I jumped in with both feet. I, I didn't have a, a safety net or anything. I just said, you know what, this is what I do. I love to do it. It's serving what my purpose is. And so I'm going to jump right in bumps and bruises with that for sure. But um, I tend to be, and I think most entrepreneurs are, but for me, I tend to be a risk taker and um there have been times when that was not great in, in entrepreneurship. You know, you do learn fast and you do make mistakes. And I think that's what I talk about a lot. And you hear this a lot. Fail fast, fail fast, learn your lesson and then move on. Let it go. You don't have time to beat yourself up about it. You just need to move on and, and learn your lesson. So that's what we've done. Uh, we're four years in now um, and uh, things are going pretty well. We had a rough year, uh, early 23, but momentum starting to come back again. And, and we've been lucky enough to plan for that. Man, I give you props, dude. Uh, you hear it all the time, burn the bridges. And then your only way forward is to win, right? I mean, that's the only option you got. Uh, and so you, you literally taking that on is, is already a huge testament as to, to where you're at in, in your belief in yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody's capable of doing a lot of different things, but if they don't have the confidence in themselves, then bringing those things to life kind of never happens. That's where you get stuck in the procrastination, in the thinking about researching, learning, and then never actually doing a man of action will always get further than, and then just the thinking man. Uh, and so I, you know, right away, I, I, I commend you for that. Uh, you kind of talked about some hiccups, right? You jumped in, you burned the bridges, you make some mistakes along the way. Uh, and I like to talk about the mistakes, not necessarily as mistakes, I guess, but more as like lessons as you move through entrepreneurship. What are some of those big ones that you saw or that you went through when you made that shift? You left government, you go into business for yourself and consulting, no safety net. What were some of those mistakes you made? A uh, couple of big ones. One is um, you jump in and, and you, you've got to learn what you know, what you do and what you like to do and what you don't. When you first get started, there are things you're going to do that you don't like to do. But as soon as you can, can I'm, I, I, I didn't do this at the beginning, but I'm, I, I've learned to move them off, right? Move them to someone who loves to do them. So I was doing example of that as I was doing all of payroll and I got a couple of staff I was doing all the payroll and all of the um, all the accounts receivable and payable. Well, I hated doing it. It wasn't what I liked to do. And it took me a lot more time and I wasn't as good at it. So I ended up hiring someone to do that. And it's flawless. Uh, she's fantastic. And she loves doing it. And so that's the thing. Do what you love. I, I'm, I use the 70-30 rule. If I'm doing 70% of what I love to do every day, then I'm having a successful day. The other one was I, I got ahead of my own market. So I knew we were getting feedback on, on the classes that I was teaching about leadership. And everybody said, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. But no, I didn't get the signups first, right? I, I took a risk and went ahead and got a venue. And as it turned out, when we sent it out there, none of them signed up. So now I've got, I spent a bunch of money on a venue that I, I couldn't use. Um, so that was a little bit expensive to, the, to learn the lesson, but I learned verify your market in, in real commitment before you jump, jump into something new. Because like you said, you got to have confidence in your product. And I do, but I didn't, 
I, I was a little overconfident too early. Go ahead, you there? Yeah, I am. Did I lose you? Man. Okay, okay, sorry about that. No, yeah, so I, I'm running two computers here. One of them's uh, having some, I guess, internet issues there for a second there, but I'm good, I'm good. All right, cool. Okay. So uh, taking a risk on venues, that's huge. Uh, I've worked with different people uh, along the way where we put on events and sometimes they are successful. Uh, you, we do a good job of doing the marketing, getting that venue full, and other times not so good. Uh, and I, I've been a part of both sides and, and learning how to kind of pull through these things, not let it knock you down completely uh, because it is demoralizing. It can, it, it, it does suck sometimes when you go through things like that. But for your ability to kind of push through and say, okay, what did I do poorly? What did I do correctly? How can I improve this going forward? Those are all uh, key aspects that make an entrepreneur successful. And like you said earlier, you had a rough start to 2023 and things are picking up. Those are all things that uh, emotionally an entrepreneur needs to definitely learn to do. You've given some advice earlier, but I like to ask the question, if you were going to go back to your 17-year-old self or, or speak to 17-year-old kids who are maybe thinking about becoming entrepreneurs, what advice would you give them? Um, be ready for those up, ups and downs. You, the Something that I, I heard a long time ago is you're not, as a human being, you're not your results. So understand that if you make a mistake or something doesn't go well, it's not it's not that you're a bad person or anything like that. So so again, fail fast, learn your lesson and move on and let it go because you don't have time as an entrepreneur to to wallow in the in the process because you're going to run into it again. You're going to you're going to struggle. Your your market goes up and down no matter how what business you're in. And so you need to plan for that. But I think it, you're right. You're right on point. Entrepreneurship is a is an emotional roller coaster <laughs> and being ready for it and enjoying the ride. Right. It's a ride. And that's part of the thrill of it is that it's not guaranteed tomorrow that you're going to be as successful as you are today um, or or as unsuccessful. So I think enjoy the ride. Oh, very true. Very true. You definitely need to enjoy the ride, which brings me back to kind of what you're doing, right? You're in the consulting space. You're helping people find their purpose in work, giving them an opportunity to really kind of dig deep and figure out what it is that they want to do so they can leave a good footprint on this planet, doing the things that they want to do and, and also making a living at the same time, right? It's, it's kind of one of those things. So what do you feel your company does best in the consulting space? Because there's a, there's always the, you know, when it comes to consulting and mentors and coaches, there's so many different options out there, but there's a reason why your clients come to you. There's a reason why they look to go to, to work with you specifically. What is that reason? For us, it's that we get into the crap with you, right? We will care about your business and we're going to get into it with you. And um, a lot of consultants don't, and I understand why, and, and they have a really, you know, there's a lot of people who have good products. But for us, we are going to feel what you feel, and then we're going to guide you to, to a, a better feeling. And, you know, I have always said, you've got to, as a leader, you got to care about your people. They got to know you care. And I believe that's our model and mantra with our clients. They got to know right, we care about it. 
There sounds like there's some stories behind that uh, sure. where people can kind of get an idea of what you mean by getting into the weeds with them. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we uh, what we do is we we come in and we our our business model is we start a we do an assessment of your organization. We look at a number of things, but one of them is culture, and and culture is it feeds everything. Um, no matter what what team you're on, no matter what your organization is, if you've got more than two two people, you've got a culture and you've got to pay attention to it. Well, we'll get in and find out what's really going on, you know. Um, and and like I said, we're we're gonna feel it. So there's a um, for me, there's an example uh, an example that we've had. I've, I've had a ton of them, but I, we went into this workplace who was was failing. Um, they were struggling. They were losing people. Um, the people that were there were miserable. Um, there were absenteeism. Production was horrible. We went in there and um, I actually took over as the interim leader. And um, they put me in charge and said, fix it. So first thing I did was talk to everybody and, and understood what was going on. And then I just didn't do that from a high up perspective. Right. I got into it. I felt what they felt. I went down and answered the phone calls. I, I went out in the field and saw what they were dealing with. And, and I got frustrated just like they were. So I felt it. I mean, not, not pretend, not, oh, I see what you're saying, empathetic. I mean, I felt it. And so when I felt that and when we do that, then now I can go, I can, I can help fix it, help step back and understand, hey, I don't, you don't have to be in this mess and I'm certainly not going to be. Cause I, I don't do that. Right. And so, um, and, and what it does is it gives you, it gives me credibility with the team. They're like, yeah, this guy knows because he's standing there right next to us and he's mad too, because this isn't working. So, um, then, then we can fix it together. And I think that's the thing people talk about change. People don't want change to happen to them. They want it, want it to happen with them. And so that's that's how we get them. That's how we do it with them. Sorry. So feeling all that nitty gritty, feeling the uncomfortable feeling, those are all the different things that uh, a good consultant definitely is on the empathetic side. You you're there. You know what they're going through. You're sitting there. You're you're testing out the waters. You're trying the food. You're doing all those things that they have to go through anyways, and it gives you that. Uh, almost like that buy-in like now you're part of the cool kids right you're part of the club here now you have a voice and an opinion that you can come out with that is educated that is uh that that has some value behind it so i feel like as as you grow as an entrepreneur as you grow as a business there's always things that you want to improve upon so that the customer experience is better so that your product is better so that maybe internally your processes and are, are more efficient what do you think that is for you and your company for us, there's a couple of things. One, one is I, we create a lot of documents, right? I create tons of written stuff for people to use. And um, we're not as, um, it was very easy when it was just me. I have an system of my own, right? And so I just used it. Well, I, I don't, when, uh, the more we grow, the more that needs to become everybody else's system. So that's part of uh, and, and be able to use it and capture all of the good work that we've done in the past and use it to help others. So that's one. Um, I also think when we're improving our product, 
um, our biggest problem is getting the word out that we're different, that we do things a little differently. We get caught up in the noise and all the marketing and social media and all that stuff. And so that's, that's what we're working on in, in 24. We've started in 23 is talking about what separates us, coming up with a way to connect with people who might need us. Um, and then the other part I think is important to us is if you don't need us, awesome. If you can do it yourself, great. Use our stuff. We're happy that you do that. Um, many, many can't or don't have the time usually, right? <laughs> You're so busy running a business. You don't have time to do the work that we're, we can help you with. But I think those are the two big ones right now that are, are choke points for us. Yeah, those choke points, uh, they get worked out over time. There are those, there's those, a the, little bit of those long-term mistakes that we make that we're like, okay, there's a problem here. You only really find those problems as you start doing more and more business. As you take more and more actions, you're going to see these bottlenecks and, and then kind of go and address them, creating your operating procedures or whatever it is that, that you need to do to kind of make things more efficient. Part of it is where you write up more stuff that is process related or system related, and then your people get to use it. I mean, how cool is that? Like you solve yeah. your problem and then you share the solution with other people. Yeah. How novel an idea is that? <laughs> uh, let me ask you about your vision here. Uh, you've been doing this for a few years now. Things are progressively getting better. Where do you see your company in the next couple of years? Well, for, for us, we want to make it repeatable. That's been our vision from the very beginning is, is I can't do all the work, right? So we now have three consultants um, on the team. Uh, one of them is doing the same work I am. The other one's doing a lot of financial stuff, which actually ties to everything as well. But um, we want to build. We want to find people who are passionate about helping others who, who can um, not make it about them and make it about the, our clients um, which is easier said than done. And, um, and they want to learn our process and, and the model that we've created. Um, so, you know, our goal in five years is to have, um, have a team of 10 consultants and all the support staff that's supporting them to do this. Because again, I don't do it alone. I cannot possibly do it alone. So, um, but what our model is the tip of the spear. I'm the tip of the spear that goes into the organization and everybody on the team behind me is the spear and um, they make sure I can come and go as I need to in the organization that we're working with. But uh, they also make sure that I have what I need to do my magic. And I think that's, so we're, we're looking to create, you know, at least 10 more spears um, in the next five years. And that'll be huge, but scaling a company always comes with its own set of problems, right? All kinds of things that you're learning as you as you grow, for sure, for sure. Um, if people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more about what it is you do, the different consultants that you have working with you. They want to know about the tip of the spear themselves. How can they do that? So you can find us at Um We there's a email there, an info email that goes directly to to me and my other consultants. So we we're on it. Um, you can also find us on, we're on LinkedIn all the time, uh, posting. And then, um, if you want to learn about how we go about the process, like I said, at the beginning, there's a book out there that's at humancenteredbook.com. Um, like I said, it's a quick read, it's on Amazon, it's, it's cheap, but, um, and we would love to hear your feedback if, if you read it. Um, and, and certainly like you said, we want to add people who are passionate about this. So if you're interested in this work, 
doesn't matter what your experience is. If, if you're interested in doing some of this work, get a hold of me and we would love to talk about it. Changing lives, baby. That's what it's all about. Making an impression and, and helping people find their own purpose. Because at the end of the day, man, I get it. Fridays, you look forward to them like crazy. Mondays, they suck. And you shouldn't be living your life like that. Looking forward to only the weekends. It's going to drive. Uh, it, it, look at this. We're going to end up losing our hair if we keep going that route. For sure, right? So you don't want to live life like that. Make sure you guys uh, figure out what makes you happy in the morning. Gives you a reason to get up. Believe me, life is a lot funner that way. So make sure you guys... Uh, uh, reach out akramoff.com a-k-r-a-m-o-f-f.com is where you can find glenn and his team sit down and help you find purpose and help you kind of restructure things the way you're doing it so you wake up every day excited to go do the things you do and it makes a bigger difference in the world so glenn thank you very much for being on the program today ladies and gentlemen we'll catch you guys on the next one peace and we're out thank you it's over go home is your business in need of marketing try starting a podcast but not just any podcast podcast like a pro we can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today